Hare Krishna everyone, so we are continuing with the Path of Perfection by His Divine Grace Shadila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. We are continuing with Chapter 4, Moderation in Yoga. So yesterday we stopped at the analogy that if you want to buy valuable jewels, a valuable jewel or valuable jewels, you have to pay a great deal. You can't demand to buy it for mere 10 cents. So there are many people out there who are willing to cheat to just make money off of our uh, sincere desire to search for something sublime and supreme. So, similarly, if we want perfection in yoga, we have to pay by abstaining from sex. Perfection in yoga is not something childish and Bhagavad Gita instructs us that if we try to make yoga into something childish, we will be cheated. There are many cheaters awaiting us, waiting to take our money, give us nothing and then leaving. But. According to Sri Krishna's authoritative statement in Bhagavad Gita, one must be, in quotes, completely free from sex life. Being free from sex, one should meditate upon me, in quotes, meditate upon me within the heart and make me the ultimate goal of life, unquote. This is real meditation. Krishna does not recommend meditation on the void. He specifically states, meditate upon me. The Vishnamurti is situated in one's heart and meditation upon him is the object of yoga. This is the Sankhya yoga system as first practiced by Lord Kapila Deva, an incarnation of God. By sitting straight, staring steadily at the tip of one's nose, subduing one's mind and abstaining from sex, one may be able to concentrate the mind on the Vishnu-murti, situated within the heart. When we refer to the Vishnu form or Vishnu-murti, we refer to Shri Krishna. In this Krishna Consciousness movement, we are meditating directly on Shri Krishna. This is a process of practical meditation. The members of this movement are concentrating their minds on Krishna regardless of their particular occupation. One may be working in the garden and digging in the earth and he is thinking but he is thinking, I am cultivating beautiful roses to offer to Krishna. One may be cooking in the kitchen, but he is always thinking, I am preparing palatable food to be offered to Krishna. Similarly, chanting and dancing in the temple are forms of meditating on Krishna. Thus, the boys and the girls in the Society for Krishna Consciousness are perfect yogis, 
because they are meditating on Krishna 24 hours a day. We are teaching the perfect yoga system, not according to our personal whims, but according to the authority of Bhagavad Gita. Nothing is concocted or manufactured. Haribo! The verses of Bhagavad Gita are there for all to see. The activities of the Bhakti Yogis in this movement are so molded that the practitioners cannot help but think of Krishna at all times. Meditate upon me within the heart and make me the ultimate goal of life, Sri Krishna says. This is the perfect yoga system perfect yoga system and one who practices it prepares himself to be transferred to Krishna Loka. Yunjani vam sadatmanam yogi niyata manasah shantim nirvana paramam matsamstham adhigachati Quote Thus, practicing control of the body, mind and activities the mystic transcendentalist attains to the kingdom of God in, in brackets, or the abode of Krishna by cessation of material existence. Bhagavad Gita 6.15 It is stated in Sanskrit in this verse Shantim Nirvana Paramam That is one attains peace through nirvana paramam or the cessation of material activities. Nirvana does not refer to, to something void, but to putting an end to materialistic activities. One who puts an end to them, one who puts an end to them, unless one puts an end to them, there is no question of peace. When Hiranyakashipu asked his five-year-old son, Prahlad Maharaj, My dear boy, what is the best thing you have thus far learned? Prahlad immediately replied, Tatsadu manye dehinam Sada samudvigna diyam asad grahat. Srimad Bhagavatam 7.5.5. Quote, My dear father, O greatest of the demons, materialistic people are always full of anxiety because they have accepted as real that which is non permanent. Haribo. Unquote. The word asad grahat is important because it indicates that materialists are always hankering to capture or possess something that is non-permanent. History affords us many examples. Mr. Kennedy was a very rich man who wanted to become president. And he spent a great deal of money to attain that elevated position. Yet, 
although he had a nice wife, children and the presidency, everything was finished within a second. In the material world, people are always trying to capture something that is non-permanent. Unfortunately, people do not come to their senses and realize Quote, I am permanent. I am spirit soul. Why am I hankering after something that is non-permanent? Unquote. <laughs> A short um, thing that I'll just add is that I, um, I've changed. I mean, when I was small, I mean, my family, we've changed a lot of places of living because we were you know, moving from one apartment to another. We were renting uh, back in Moscow and then later on also. Um, like within one city or within few cities, we were changing a lot of places. And uh, I always had this, uh, it's called, I, I, I call it samskara, it's like an impression that it's always nice when you have something permanent because in this way you don't have to think, you know, you just get attached to something, then you have to move on and then you just figure out, you know, where the shops are, maybe make some friends, then you have to move on. So I always had this thing that, you know, I know that material world of material life is something non-permanent because, you know, I grew up exposed to Srila Prabhupada's books. <laughs> And that's why I always had this feeling that isn't it so logical and so reasonable to actually, you know, just practice spiritual life because you're connecting with eternity, with your own self as being the eternal spirit soul and with eternal relationship with Krishna, eternal relationships with devotees of Krishna. So. For me, it was always like something very, very tangible, that feeling of like there's no no point in really having something non-permanent. So, okay, back to Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> we are always busy acquiring comforts for this body without considering that today, tomorrow, or even in a hundred years, this body will be finished. As far as the real I is concerned, I am spirit soul. I have no birth. I have no death. What then is my proper function? When we act on the material platform, we are engaged in bodily functions. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj says that people are anxious because all their activities are targeted to capturing and possessing something non-permanent. All living entities, men, beasts, birds or whatever, are always full of anxiety and that is the material disease. If we are always full of anxiety, how can we attain peace? People may live in a very nice house, but out front they place signs saying beware of dog or no trespassers this means that although they are living comfortably they are anxious that someone will come and molest them sitting in an office and earning a very good salary a man is always thinking 
Oh, I hope I don't lose this position. The American nation is very rich, but because of this, it has to maintain a great defense force. So, who is free from anxiety? The conclusion is that if we want peace without anxiety, we have to come to Krishna consciousness. There is no alternative. Jai. Okay, one second. In order to attain peace, we must meditate on Krishna. And by meditating on Krishna, we can control the body. The first part of the body to control is the tongue. And the next part is the genital. <laughs> the first part of the body to control is the tongue. The next part is the genital. When these are controlled, everything is controlled. The tongue is controlled by chanting and eating Krishna Prasad. As soon as the tongue is controlled, the stomach is controlled, and next the genitals are controlled. Actually, controlling the body and mind is a very simple process. When the mind is fixed on Krishna and has no other engagement, it is automatically controlled. Activities should always be centered on working for Krishna. Gardening, typing, cooking, cleaning, whatever. <laughs> I really like this. Even actually, even in, in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, He's like, whatever you do, <laughs> like if you can't surrender, surrender immediately, Krishna's like, whatever you do, whatever you eat, <laughs> Prabhupada is also saying, activities should always be centered on working for Krishna. Gardening, typing, cooking, cleaning, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Activities. Of course, we're talking about non-sinful activities. So activities. Proper, pious, good activities. By engaging the body, the body, mind. By engaging the body and mind and activities in the service of Krishna, one attains the supreme nirvana, which abides in Krishna. Everything is in Krishna. Therefore, we cannot find peace outside of Krishna conscious activities. The ultimate goal of yoga is thus clearly explained. Yoga is not meant for attaining any kind of material facility. It is to enable the cessation of all material existence. As long as we require some mate material facilities, we will get them. But these facilities will not solve the problems of life. I have traveled throughout the world, and it is my opinion that American boys and girls have the best material facilities. But does this mean that they have attained peace? Can anyone say, yes, I am completely peaceful? If this is so, why are American youngsters so frustrated and confused. As long as we practice yoga in order to attain some material facility, there will be no question of peace. Yoga should only be practiced in order to understand Krishna. 
Yoga is meant for the re-establishment of our lost relationship with Krishna. Generally, one joins a yoga society in order to improve his health, to reduce fat. People in rich nations eat more, become fat and then pay exorbitant prices to so-called yoga instructors in order to reduce. People try to reduce by all these artificial gymnastics. They do not understand that if they just eat vegetables or fruits and grains, they will never get fat. People get fat because they eat voraciously, because they eat meat. People who eat voraciously suffer from diabetes, overweight, heart attacks, etc. And those who eat insufficiently suffer from tuberculosis. Therefore, moderation is required. And moderation in eating means that we eat only what is needed to keep body and soul together. If we eat more than we need or less, we will become diseased. All this is explained in the following verses. Natyashnatastu yogosti nachai kantamanashnatah nachati svapna shilasya jagrato naivacharjuna Quote There is no possibility of one's becoming a yogi or arjuna if one eats too much or eats too little, sleeps too much or does not sleep enough. Unquote Bhagavad Gita 6.0 16 Yuktahara viharasya yukta cheshtasya karmasu yukta svapna vabodhasya yogo bhavati dukkha He who is temperate in his habits of eating, sleeping, working and recreation can mitigate all material pains by practicing the yoga system. Unquote. Bhagavad Gita 6.17 It is not that we are to starve ourselves. The body must be kept fit for any practice. Therefore, eating is required and according to our program, we eat only Krishna Prasad. If you can comfortably eat 10 pounds of food a day, then eat it. But if you try to eat 10 pounds out of greed or avarice, you will suffer. So in the practice of Krishna consciousness, all these activities are present, but they are spiritualized. The cessation of material existence does not mean entering into the void, which is only a myth. There is no void anywhere within the creation of the Lord. I am not void but spirit soul. If I were void, how would my bodily development take place? Where is this void? If we sow a seed in the ground, it grows into a plant or large tree. The father injects a seed into the womb of the mother. The body grows like a tree. 
Where is this? Where is the void? Where is there void? In the 14th chapter of Bhagavad Gita 14.4, Shri Krishna states, Jai, and we will read about this tomorrow, what Krishna states. Uh -huh. Thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. And as long, um, as, as long, no, as along, as long, along with the link to the website, where you can also find the catalog of the previous books we've read. You can also find links to these books and to the episodes for each book. So please check that out also. And please share this book with your friends and, and help yourself and help others whom you know to really get to know this valuable treasure, knowledge. And it's just, it gives you answers for such important questions of our existence and really everything good that you can find is there in Krishna consciousness already everything so moderation proper balance this is about balanced lifestyle right Shri Prabhupada is talking about balanced lifestyle and and this is the actual source of anxiety and suffering and diseases just Please dive into these books and share it with your friends. Hare Krishna. Yeah, see you next time. Tomorrow.